time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro, North Carolina. But you can meet with Glenn virtually from anywhere you are. Just go to RoadmapFinancial.com and schedule a time to visit. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Glenn, we've got a great show on the way today. We're going to be talking about some of the key finance decisions that we need to make during major life events. And we've got five major life events that we're going to cover on today's show. I'm excited to dive into this topic with you. You all set to go on your end? Yes, sir. Let's do it, Walter. Glad to hear it. All right, well, let's dive right in to, first of all, a situation that more and more people, I think, are finding themselves in these days. I don't have any data or stats uh, to back this up at the moment, but I think if we went and didn't look very hard, we could find all sorts of stats about divorce and also then uh, remarriage happening after divorce. And so that's what we're going to focus on today, not so much the divorce part, but the remarriage part. Big life event, do you know the finance decisions you're going to face when you go through something like that? Well, that's what we're going to cover on today's show for not only remarriage, but a couple of other life event examples as well. But let's start there, Glenn. Remarriage, what should we know about the different decisions that we're going to face when we go through that? Well, Walter, you know, I mean, obviously, when you're when you're talking about blended families, typically that's what we're looking at when we're looking at remarriage. There are a lot of things that are you know that need to be you know, part of the conversation that you know wouldn't be if you know if, if it's like if you get married you know in a, at a younger age and there's no kids and everything is more simplified for both folks. You know, it, it, there there's you know there's obviously different concerns and different things that you need to be um, thinking about and planning, but. You know, there's typically more people involved. So, you know, in the in the remarriage, there's kids. You know, there's you know potentially you know, there's there's parents. There's other other people that might you know that might be depending upon the relationship from you know from the previous marriage. There, you know, it it might be a scenario where it wasn't a divorce. Maybe maybe you know a spouse passed away or something. And so there's there's lots and lots of things that are there. So. You know, you, you want to think in terms of, you know, the adult children, you know, are there financial challenges there? Maybe they're not adult children. Maybe they're younger children. And, you know, and maybe maybe the uh, you never had kids of your own before. That Those are those are situations that you've got to really have conversations about it because you want to make sure that everybody's on board and on the on the same page. And so forth. You know, there. You know, there's also beyond the people. You know, that that are that are in the the in the um, the orbit of people. You know, of, of the of the you know the married couple. There are other things that are there. Potentially debt. You know, I mean, there there's sometimes you know someone brings brings debt to the overall financial picture that and then sometimes those things aren't really talked about a lot beforehand. And then when you're looking, you know, looking to get married. You know the you know the finances become part of a conversation late you know late in the game or maybe they don't become part you know part of the conversation until afterwards. I mean you hope that that's not the case, but I've heard of situations where that where that is, and all of a sudden somebody's taken aback. It's like oh my goodness, I didn't realize such and such. So you want to have start having those conversations, and it's it's not necessarily an easy topic. But, you know, I mean, there you can find, you know, if you know where you're going, there's probably subtle ways that you can find, you know, within within the conversation to bring things up. Right. You know, Walter, there's there's also there's also the, the thing you have to consider uh, in terms of beneficiaries for insurance policies and or IRAs, 401ks, those kinds of things. 
right? I mean, they're, they're not things that you normally would think about and that it doesn't just automatically change. You actually have to, you know, to take the effort and, you know, and, 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 and fill out the paperwork and, you know, and sign the paperwork that says, hey, I'm going to make this change. You have to think in terms of that if you have an insurance policy or you have a, an IRA or a 401k, I mean, you, you really kind of have a contractual relationship with that, with, that, um, with that financial services company, right? They've got the account, they're the custodian, they're holding assets there and, you know, and, or, a, or, a, or an insurance policy. And so when you fill out those beneficiary forms, the, those, the, you know, those carry the weight of the law. And so you've got to make sure that you make those changes and if you haven't done that, you know, that's something that you definitely need to be looking at, right? You also need to think in terms of, you know, are, are any of your estate planning, um, you know, decisions going to change? You know, I mean, you, you kind of have those, you know, the, the scenario where, you know, maybe there's kids from a previous marriage or grandkids from a previous marriage that you want to make sure that you don't accidentally disinherit. Right, just because you haven't, you know, done the the planning that ne that's necessary, either in the beneficiary forms, like we were just talking about, or possibly there there might be, you know, depending upon the the complexity of your estate, you know, there might need to be some updates to wills and or trusts, and maybe there needs to be a creation of a different trust. You know, those are questions to uh, to have with you know with an estate planning attorney, but. There are, you know, quite a few things to be thinking about there, and and oftentimes people don't necessarily dot their eyes and cross their t's. They think that certain things are going to just automatically happen, or maybe they just don't think about them, or they kind of avoid them because of the conversations that need to come up. But you know, you you don't want to you don't want to accidentally you know have something you know you know take place that that you really didn't want to have happen you know with with your with your life's work and you know and, and the, everything that you've accumulated over the years well it's a great point lots of considerations there i mean it's it's a very deep thing that happens in somebody's life to go through maybe a divorce or the loss of a spouse and then get remarried and so much so much gets undone in those previous two things and then you start merging everything back together potentially in those blended families and there's just a lot to protect and i would imagine this is the case with everybody glenn but in these situations no doubt about it every single one is going to be unique um, in terms of their dynamics and what different parties are comfortable with and so it's a really good one to make sure that you are addressing these things with a financial advisor as you think about remarriage and how it's going to impact that full financial picture Make sure you're getting good guidance through that. No, that's that's right, and you know, I mean, and you you want to have those conversations with the advisor. You you probably want to you know be you know, sitting down with you know sometimes sometimes there's you know there you know if you if you have two parties getting married right I mean they, you you know, they, there might be there might be more than one financial advisor so you know you have to kind of sit down with both and then determine you know are you going to merge everything together with one are you going to keep separate you know how is that going to work. You also, like I say, you want to make sure that you're actually having the conversation with your significant other too, right? There are conversations. So it's like I say, sometimes those things are, are, are challenging conversations to have. 
and then of course you know the the you know the estate so you know the estate planning and you know and there might be you know maybe you have maybe you have uh, some will a will or a trust you know from from previously and 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 now you're you know you're going to be remarried and and so the person that you're getting ready to marry you know they may have their own you know planning documents in place too so you know maybe yes maybe no but again it's you know it, you know you want to make sure that you're you know that, that things are blending properly that that you, you what you're wanting to see happen actually happens and so we're talking about a variety and a number of conversations that that involve you know a number of different people you know need that they, they need to occur if if you really are going to make sure that what you want to have happen actually happens all good points across the board on that one glenn all right let's move to our next life event that we want to talk about and that's job changes didn't have to worry about this a whole lot back in the day but now we know everybody's bouncing around to different jobs, and even folks who are approaching retirement sometimes have to face a major job change. And so handling that appropriate gets even more important uh, the closer you get to retirement, right? Well, there's no doubt about it, Walter. I, I mean, I have these conversations with folks, you know, on a, on, a, on a pretty regular basis, right? I mean, you know, particularly as, you know, people are getting closer to retirement, there are times when they're, maybe they're considering retiring. They want to think, you know, they, they want to revisit, you know, that retirement date or their planned retirement date, or maybe the company that they're working for is giving them a, you know, an opportunity to, uh, you know, to, you know, to retire early, or there maybe there's going to be a buyout. Sometimes there's, you know, sometimes there's sick leave or vacation payouts, you know, and, you know, how is that, you know, how is that going to impact things? I mean, do you have the potential to be able to you know, move those things into an IRA or a, or a 401k probably first and then to an IRA? Or do they have to be paid out? I mean, there's different, different, you know, company policies that, that are, that are potentially there that you have to consider and whatnot, but there's, there's, you know, there's that kind of thing. There's also the possibility of maybe you're just, you, maybe you're not totally satisfied with, with, the, with your current job or your current career. And you want to kind of, you know, you're out there in the marketplace and you're looking for a new job, you know, or you're looking for new opportunities and you got to kind of assess, you know, is it worthwhile to make that change? You know, sometimes it, you know, it, it's, Sometimes it might be enticing, but, you know, there are certain risks of making a change, you know, depending upon your, you know, the stability of your current work, right? Sometimes you, you don't feel like it's there, you know, that there's the stability there and you feel like, hey, maybe I need to be thinking about a change. There are other situations where, you know, maybe the, maybe the stability is there and you could, you know, you could probably work there, you know, for as long as you want to, but yet maybe you, maybe you're finding yourself that, you know, maybe you're bored with that, you know, with that particular job or, you know, you feel like you're not getting rewarded in different ways maybe financially or otherwise so you know but you, you got to evaluate all all the different you know you know variables there and there's there's there there can be lots of them right um, you also have to kind of think in terms of if you've got retirement accounts, those 401ks, those 403bs, those 457s, you know, all the different types of things that you might have or different types of accounts that you may have with it, with an employer. You know, what are you going to do with that? Are you going to roll that over into an IRA? You know, are you going to, you know, transfer that or roll that into, you know, the, you know, a new employer's, you know, retirement plan? You know, there's, you know, there's pros and cons to both depending upon your age and what your plans are. 
you know, those are those are conversations that we could literally spend an entire show on. But, you know, those are important pieces, too. You know, you typically don't want to leave it behind. Right. I mean, it's it's a good idea to, you know, to bring your retirement accounts with you because it's your money. Right. I mean, you don't necessarily want to leave it with, you know, with a previous employer, you know, and there's there's different choices there. Like I say, I mean, you could you can take complete control of it and roll it into an IRA. And there's pros and cons to that, as well as, you you know, possibly, you know, just rolling it into, you know, a new employer plan. You know, and again, there's pros and cons to that. that but that those are conversations that you that you want to kind of have with you, with your advisor, or if you don't have a f- financial advisor, maybe it's time to you know to, to at least think about it and maybe have some conversations with you know with with a few advisors to determine whether or not you know you think that they you know with with the conversations and the questions that they ask you know, as to whether or not you think they can bring value to your situation. Because oftentimes, you know, it's a situation where you think, well, I can handle this, but, you know, maybe, maybe you know, you have, you have this issue that, that you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And, and if, you know, if somebody is starting to have conversations with you or advisors start to have a conversation with you and ask you questions that you hadn't thought about before, and you didn't think to even think about those topics, you know, or, you know, it, it, it's, it, that's kind of a red flag that maybe you need to, to, to really seriously consider having an advisor at your side, you know, to not necessarily just tell you what to do, but to, you know, to kind of like have, you know, where you can work together as a team to make sure that, you know, that you're, that you're looking at everything that you need to be looking at, right? You know, age plays a role here too, Walter. You know, it's like, how many more years are you going to be working? You know, are you, you know, are you, you know, when are you going to retire? You know, is, you know, are you in your, you know, 30s, 40s, you know, early 50s, or are you getting a little bit closer to retirement? All of those things play a role when it, you know, comes into, you know, to job changes. And again, sometimes those job changes are, you know, are by your choice and sometimes they're, they're not, you know, sometimes they, you know, the employer is, is, you know, is either they're maybe they're going to be closing their doors or potentially they're, they're just, they're just going in a different direction. You got to ask the questions and you got to evaluate the, the situation. And again, sometimes it's, it's good to have a, have a second opinion or at least a second pair of eyes, you know, that, that is going to be looking at things and, and and having and talk talk everything through with you. Very good. So we've covered remarriage, job changes. Well, there's one really big job change that deserves a category of its own. What about the key finance decisions to make during retirement when that hits? Right. Right. Well, I mean, as we've talked about Walter, you know, that we have we have those phases of life, right? We have the accumulation phase, and then we have preservation and distribution. Right. Obviously, in retirement, you know, as you as you're beginning to enter retirement, you know, you're at you're you're literally by definition, you're in preservation and distribution. Right. And so you've got to make those determinations. How are you going to have your income? Right. Because if you're not going to be deriving income from, you know, from you know, work, you know, wages or you know, from business income, if you were self-employed, you know, you're 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 now going to be looking at it, it's like, OK, well, you know, where is my income going to be coming from? You know, are there pensions involved in the household, either you or your spouse or possibly both or neither? You know, is what about Social Security? Again, for, you know, if, if you're married, you know, there, you know, there's potential for, for a couple of uh, Social Security benefits coming Coming into the household, when is the right time to take those? You know, is it better for one person to take early and another person to delay? Maybe both take early, maybe both delay. There's a lot of you know pros and cons and and you know and and, and variables that are there 
that, you know, and, you know, you really need to have a strategic plan rather than just haphazardly picking. You know, what about, you know, your, the, the retire, your retirement accounts or investment accounts that you're planning on drawing from? You know, do you have any, uh, you know, rental properties or those kinds of things? You really have to know where your income is going to be coming from because that's kind of how our, how our you know, monthly lives, so to speak, are laid out, Walter, right? I mean, you, you have regular cash flow needs. You know, money, come, you know, money can, comes in, money goes out. You have those monthly expenses that are, that are there, even if you don't have debt, right? I mean, it's just, you know, there's things that are there, you know, your, your regular, you know, needs, you know, on, a, on an ongoing basis. You've got to have an income plan, and that's, that's foundational for retirement. Right. I mean, you have to also think in terms of, as we were saying, you know, you're present, you know, you're moving from accumulation to preservation and distribution. How do you have your money positioned? Probably pretty familiar with the idea of of what is meant by diversification, at least in the accumulation years. But there's a whole other you know, categories of diversification when you get into retirement. You know, we have to think in terms of time frames. When are you going to need the money? When are you going to start drawing money out of different accounts? You know, have you segmented or diversified in terms of, you know, the, you know, the you know, right now, what do you need in the, in the next, you know, next year or so? You know, in terms of, you know, soon, you know, for the next one to five years you know, or the longer term, you know, it's just like maybe, you know, five years, 10 years, you know, and beyond. You may not have the same strategies for, for that money, but it's different than when you're just saving for retirement and you're just tucking it away and you're trying to build that nest egg to be as big as you can. You, you now have different diversification needs because, as, you know, in essence, the, it comes down to the fact that you don't want a whole lot of volatility in the money that you're drawing income from. You want to know that it's going to be there. It's going to be dependable. And it's, you know, it's going to be there ongoing for you. And so, you know, what's what's out there 10 years or more from now is, is significantly different from, you know, from the next five to 10. So you have to kind of think in terms of, you know, what are going to be your strategies for that? You know, you, you know, again, kind of looping back to your, you know, your income plan, you know, you kind of expenses. Do you have some expenses that may be going away? Do you have a mortgage that's getting ready to be paid off? Or maybe you're planning on moving or, you know, maybe you have some student loans either for yourself or, you know, kids that may be, you know, you know, getting ready to be finished up. So, there, you know, sometimes, you know, your cash flow can change even if your income doesn't really change. So, the, you know, you have to kind of look at all of that as part of that overall picture, you know, the monthly cash flow rather than just, you know, only the income plan, right? Because they, they, they're interconnected. You also have to kind of think in terms of if you're making if you're making a change from working, then that probably means that you're going to have to be changing your you know your your health insurance. Are you know are you are you moving on to Medicare? Are, you know are you are you retiring before you you know you reach sixty five? You know those are some questions. You know do you have some things that need to be done? You know are you know, i.e. you know are there some some elective operations that you that you've postponed? You know how are you gonna how are you gonna deal with that? You know are you in generally in good health? You know or you know do you have some things that need to be you know that are concerns? You know and that's going to go into you know what what kind of a plan you are picking? You know like what I say when you're when you're transitioning onto Medicare. You know are you going to look at Medicare Advantage plans or Medicare supplements? Or, or do you even know what we're talking about when, when, we're, when we're talking about those things? It gets into a, a whole lot of jargon when we, when we get into Medicare. There's all kinds of pieces there to be thought about, and you want to make sure that you know, you, you're consulting with, you know, with an insurance.
insurance advisor who who is you know has has some independence that they can look at a variety of different plans and, and look at your particular situation and see what's going to be best for you, as well as long term care. Right. All of these things are, you know, the potential potential needs and hazards and and risks that you weren't necessarily facing when you were in the accumulation years. But when you're moving into retirement, it's important that you address them and you have some plans as to how you're going to deal with them and how you're going to hedge all those different risks and make sure that you have that you have plans in place that are going to allow you to to transition into retirement you know, successfully versus, you know, working for your for all of your cash flow. Great points, Glenn, and makes a lot of sense to frame things the way that you did on that one. But I'm curious about your advice on this next major life event. Again, we're talking about things that tend to start happening a little bit more frequently in life for today's retirees and and pre-retirees. And that's parents moving in with you. Um, this is not necessarily the sandwich generation conversation where you're, maybe you're taking care of both sides of uh, you know your, your family age ranges. Uh, but parents moving back in with their kids or for the first time moving in with their kids is becoming a little bit more common and, and popular. And that can bring its own host of considerations, right? There's no doubt about it, Walter. I mean, there, there's lots of factors in there, right? In terms of, I mean, it can be just, you know, cost and cash flow. You know, what is, you know, what is their cash flow? Do they have a house that they need to sell and they're going to possibly be moving in with you? You know, or and, and how long are they going to be moving in? You know, or is, is it a transitional thing where they're moving into, you know, into your house, you know, temporarily while you're looking for, you know, for a you know, place to go? maybe independent living or assisted living or, you know, or, or possibly, you know, more skilled nursing care. There's, there's a number, there's a number of factors there. Sometimes it's just like, no, they're planning on, you know, you're, you're, you're planning to have them live, you know, in your house for, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different scenario. Sometimes you need to, you know, consider the possibility of making physical modifications to your house. Right. You know, depending upon their situation, you know, do you know, can they have easy access? You know, do you have wheelchair needs? You know, what about arranging, you know, in-home care, you know, services? You know, you know, there is that scenario potentially. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's not at the beginning of when they move in, but maybe sometimes it, it becomes it becomes something that's necessary later. You know, and you know, you want to make sure that you're doing the appropriate shopping and making sure that you're that you're engaging the right services and the right companies to you know to help you. There are actually literally there's companies out there that that's what they focus on. I mean, they they help you you know make those decisions. They you know they they know a lot of the things you know inherently with with what with what they do as a service that you know that you just maybe begin to have some questions about. But they 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 know a lot, and they and 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 so it's kind of an interesting thing to make you know to at the very least start having conversations with those types of companies because you know it, it can speed up your learning curve right and you know even whether you engage them or not you know it's helpful to you know to be able to you know to learn from somebody else's knowledge rather than having to start from scratch you know with that and and you know there's a, there's a whole lot there's a there's, that's a whole industry with with lots of lots of subtleties and you know areas of gray as to you know what's important what's not as important what's important in your particular situation there's a, there's you know there's a lot there there's also taxes and the tax implications is like you know what happens in terms of you know of, of you know maybe you have a parent who's sell, selling a house or maybe they're they're starting to utilize some of their assets you know for for care there's also you know are you going to start claiming them as a dependent on your on your tax return 
Sometimes that's a good idea. Sometimes that's not. Again, I mean, you, you, those are conversations with, with them and their comfort level and your comfort level, as well as your tax preparer or their tax preparer. You know, are you going to, you know, maybe, maybe you've had many, you know, many years where, you know, they've had their taxes prepared by, you know, by a particular CPA or, or tax preparer and you've, you've used the services of somebody else. Does it make sense to blend those things together if you're going to be, you know, living together in, in the same, you know, scenario and you're, and you're taking care of their finances, you know, potentially if they're, if they're now living with you. So that, you know, it, it's, you know, do you really want to continue on, you know, going in, in different directions with, with, you know, with, with tax planning and tax preparation? There's a lot there too. I mean, and that, and that can be, that may be not necessarily the easiest conversation to have because maybe they've known that person for so long, right? And they don't necessarily want to leave, you know, the, the, their services, but yet at the same time, they realize, man, well, maybe that's a good idea. Like I say, at least you're going to need to have those conversations, right? There's, you know, potentially like you were talking about, Walter, sometimes we're talking about the, you know, the sandwich, you know, generation where maybe you've got you know, younger children or, you know, or maybe you have adult children that, that, you know, that have, you know, come back to, you know, to live temporarily, you know, and, and so you've got to think in terms of, okay, well, how are we going to make sure that the, this household, you know, functions, you know, so that everybody is, is okay, you know, um, in terms of what their needs are. And there's, there's different needs for multi-generation, you know, and then, and, and so that's, that's something that's important to, you know, to be aware of. So as Walter, I mean, we're just scratching the surface on, on some of these, uh, some of these issues and questions that need to be asked, but realistically, it's, it's something that you really want to start thinking about and hopefully you can start thinking about and having those conversations in advance. You don't want to necessarily have to be answering these questions when you're in an emergency situation. And so unfortunately, sometimes, you know, folks kind of avoid, you know, asking these questions or having these conversations until, until they're in a, okay, we're in a have to situation versus a, a want to or a planning mode. And, and obviously if it's a, if it's a want to or a planning mode, it's easier because you can work on it, you know, on, a, on a, an easier time schedule. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not, a, it's not a forced situation or a have to situation as much as, as, as an emergency as, oh, we've got to do something immediately because something happened. You know, you want to, you want to hopefully get there beforehand. Well, that's a great bridge to our next uh, and final topic. Um, speaking of things you want to try and take uh, care of in advance, and that would be planning for the death of a spouse, uh, another major life event that has lots of key finance decisions. The difference here, Glenn, is a lot of those key decisions can be made ahead of time to help lessen the burden of, of when this actually happens. Well, no, that's exactly right, Walter. Now, that said, it's, it's it's still a difficult conversation, right? I mean, nobody wants to think about nobody wants to think about their own death, and they certainly don't want to think about their you know the the love of their life, you know, you know, passing, right? At the same time, it's something that is is you know pretty much inevitable. I mean, it's very rare that both spouses you know pass at the same time. You know, it, it's typically one is going to be the the surviving spouse, and the other one is going to you know pass before they do. And so you want to kind of think in terms of how is that going to impact the finances? You know, sometimes that's a pension or, you know, is, is the pension going to be reduced or is it going to be eliminated? Right. You know, that's a big deal. There's also the, the fact that, you know, that one of the two Social Security benefits is going to go away. Obviously, the, the lower of the two drops off and then the higher of the two becomes the survivor benefit. 
Um, that's important to know. The assets that are there, you know, do you have your beneficiary uh, paperwork, you know, done, you know, properly in the way that you want it to be so that things can pass on and whatnot. That's important to make sure that it, it's not, some people, you know, said, well, it, you know, it's taken care of in, in my will. And it's like, well, it, you know, there might be something written in the will, but beneficiary forms, you know, are, are you know, you know, are, you know, they, they actually, they take precedent over what, regardless as to what the will says in terms of those types of accounts. You know, unless the, unless there's just blank beneficiary forms and then the will, you know, can play a role. But but that's probably not the way you want to have that happen, because there can be significant tax implications for, you know, for that type of lack of planning, if you will. Um, we have to think about taxes. Right. Because, you know, when we start thinking about the death of a spouse, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, for the most part is going to be having to file tax returns. And when you're married, you're typically going to be filing married, filing jointly tax returns. Now, if you if you transition to, you know, uh, filing a single tax return, suddenly your situation is dramatically different. Right. If you're taking the standard deduction, it's now been cut in half. Right. You also have the the, the tax brackets are now, you know, are now also cut in half in terms of when do you go into the next tax bracket? You know, you start at the, the 10% bracket and then currently the, the next bracket from there is 12%. And then after that it's 22 and then 24. And it's, it's not uncommon for a situation for a married couple to maybe be in the 12% tax bracket, but then suddenly when one person passes away, now the surviving spouse is gonna end up being in the 22% tax bracket and their and their standard deduction just got cut in half too. So suddenly, you know, their income may have been reduced, you know, to some extent, but yet those assets are still there and there's still distributions, you know, sometimes required minimum distributions coming, you know, from you know from the uh, from the different accounts. And you know, the needs, you know, they did not necessarily get cut in half in terms of what, what the spending requirements are gonna be when one person passed away. And you know, you even though income went down then it's still possible that you moved into a higher tax bracket. So those kinds of things need to be addressed and, and thought about beforehand. You know, and that's, that's a conversation for your financial advisor, as well as your tax preparer and tax advisor. You know, maybe they're in the same office, maybe, maybe not, but they, they certainly should be on the same page to make sure that you're, you know, that you're addressing those kinds of things. So there's 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 a lot there's a lot of different you know pieces of that puzzle. Not, not even mentioning the the life insurance payouts, right? I mean, we haven't even talked about that. I mean, sometimes there's life insurance policies in place, sometimes there isn't. You know, if so, you know, again, what was what's the purpose there? Is is there is there going to be a need to replace income? You know, uh, perhaps maybe yes. If, if maybe the maybe a pension is 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 dropping off, and so you know you need to have that life insurance. You know, proceeds. So you know, once once that pays off, it's going to you know create new income that that wasn't there before. You know, to replace you know income that that's no longer there. There's a lot of different variables there, Walter, and it's important that you know you you kind of you know have an idea. It's like okay, well if 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 certain circumstances happen, you know, are we are we ready for that, and do we know the implications of that, and you know, and, and do we have do we have you know uh, you know plans to you know to make sure that that what you want to have happen happens, and you're not just kind of caught off guard, and not, now you're having to kind of juggle things around. Um, there's going to be enough of that already, even if you do have plans in place. But if you don't have plans in place, and you haven't thought about that, and you haven't had those conversations, 
that's you know it, it's it's going to be a difficult uh, financial situation layered on top of a, a of a of a difficult emotional and, and psychological scenario if if your spouse passes. Well, you can certainly see not just with that last example, but with all of these conversations that we've had today, it's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of things to incorporate into one financial plan. It can be very difficult to go about that on your own to make sure all of your bases are covered. Uh, But that's why you work with a professional and somebody like Glenn Mosseller, a registered financial consultant and someone who has years of experience helping families prepare for these major life changes, these major life events and big decisions that come along with them, planning for them not only in the moment but also in advance as well. So if you've got questions about how you can put together a plan that incorporates all of those different elements, making sure that you're well prepared for the future, the number to call to get in touch with Glenn is 336-291-3535. You can have a complimentary initial visit with Glenn or pick up the phone and just start the conversation that way. Again, 336-291-3535. And look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page at RoadmapFinancial.com. That's RoadmapFinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for all the help on the show today. Really appreciate you diving in depth on all these topics with us, and we'll look forward to another conversation next week. All right, Walter. Take care now. All right, you as well. That's Glenn and Walter. We'll see you next time right back here on Retirement Roadmap. Retirement Roadmap. 